Hi everyone, I'm Greg Lambert. It's April 6th, and this is Jackson Walker Fast Takes. Today, I talk with Jackson Walker Council Sang Shen and partner Christian Triantaphilis about immigration concerns surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic. Sang and Christian, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Thanks for having us, Greg. Happy to be here, Greg. We're pretty much in a shelter-in-place environment across most of the U.S., so issues around immigration might not be top of mind for many of us. But for those of us who are affected by the immigration concerns, what should we be thinking about right now? Sang? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. As you said, everything is kind of on shutdown mode. So what we're seeing in immigration is foreign nationals are either stuck here in the United States or they're stuck abroad and trying to enter the United States. And so you would think that there's nothing happening, but it's quite the opposite. Our companies are staying busy. They want to to prepare those applications in advance. A lot of their individuals that are coming from consulates abroad, those appointments have been canceled, but the filings need to be prepared in advance and so that when it's ready, they can go ahead and apply. Likewise, here in the United States, if anybody had travel plans or anything like that, we're switching them to extending their statuses here in the United States. Obviously, if anything like a slowdown happens, you know, you have questions on furloughs, layoffs, unpaid leave, and, and obviously we're answering questions on how that might impact some of their immigration status as well. Just travel bans, cancel flights have kind of furthered that need to have those conversations with, with foreign nationals and their companies as well. Our U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, it's the main benefit giving arm of the Department of Homeland Security. They're still open. Mm. They've canceled all face-to-face interactions, but for the most part, they're still open and they're accepting petitions. So the group is, is staying busy and, and, and we're still taking a lot of cases. And finally, just not to mention the, the CARES Act, obviously that's huge. Right. And how that has come into play with immigration is something that's continuing to play out, whether an individual can receive unemployment benefits or if they can receive some sort of benefit in it from the federal government and in, in how that interacts with a competing federal thing called the public charge, which is something that was recently um, passed, is something mm-hmm. that is continuing to grow as well. And saying, I'm, I'm just curious, are, if there are filing dates or time limitations, are any of those told or is it just business as usual? As of right now, there hasn't been much in the way of whether there's going to be a quote-unquote tolling of any extensions or anything like that. What we are seeing is that there are certain visitors that are coming into the United States on a visa waiver program, and that may be extended for an additional 30 days if they're stuck in the United States. But right now, there has been nothing in terms of, hey, if your extension or your status expires, that that won't negatively affect you. And Christian, you do a lot with EB-5 matters and, and issues. What's going on in those areas right now? Yeah, there's sort of kind of three ways to answer that question. So I'm getting uh, inquiries from investors who are investing in the U.S. to create jobs, uh, asking if they can move forward with their petitions. And as Sang mentioned, USCIS is still open, so an investor petition can still be filed. So that's business as usual. The developers who are receiving investment funds in the U.S. and trying to move forward with their projects, they're experiencing a lot of the uh, unknown that other business operators are in terms of how to move forward under the stay-at-home measures and how to deal with certain essential worker uh, requirements. So I've been working with a number of project developers in terms of what they can and cannot do at the moment to move their project forward using investors' funds. 
The third aspect of the EB-5 issues that I'm seeing is, you know, investors need to prove that they've created jobs in the United States. And some of those investors are at the point where they need to show those jobs have been created. At the same time, businesses are moving into, you know, essential workers mode. So how are they able to show that enough jobs were created to complete their immigration process? Well, there are certain measures that are arguments that we can make in terms of reasonable amount of time given to show that those jobs are created. One of those being force majeure coming into play to try and get them more time to be able to create those jobs and qualify through their EB-5 program. So those are the types of, of issues that I've been dealing with the clients over the last several weeks. I would also say that there are a number of practical guidelines that USCIS and immigration has put forward that has helped us manage our clients' needs, saying mention that 30-day extension, that means that people who are in the U.S. that typically couldn't have gotten an extension, who actually can't leave now, have been able to go to CBP and get what's called satisfactory departure stamped into their passport, and that allows them to be here for an extra 30 days. Lastly, as USCIS does continue to process cases, something that they've given us the ability to is have a 60-day extension on all requests for evidence issued by USCIS, meaning if USCIS is adjudicating a case, if they do come back with a notification saying, we want more information, and if that notification was issued between March 1st and May 1st of 2020, we're given an extra 60 days to respond. So that that actually has been quite helpful as well. I and mean, we've got clients all over the world who are either not at home, they're stuck in foreign countries, or they are sheltering in place and they don't have the ability to get their information from their employer or from their own companies to respond to these requests for information from the government. So that has been helpful. Well, Sang and Christian, thank you very much for getting us up to date. All right. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it, Greg. Thanks again to Sang Shen and Christian Triantaphilis for joining me. For more information and additional JW Fast Takes podcast and webinars, visit jw.com forward slash fast. The music is by Eve Searles. Follow Jackson Walker on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This podcast is made available by Jackson Walker for informational purposes only, does not constitute legal advice, and is not a substitute for legal advice from qualified counsel. Your use of the podcast does not create an attorney-client privilege between you and Jackson Walker. The facts and results of each case will vary, and no particular result can be guaranteed. Thanks for tuning in.